G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As the persecution of Christians in many nations around the world continues to intensify, new technologies for the Bible are being adapted for use in the most dangerous situations. One of those innovations is called the Mega Voice, a solar-powered audio player. Now, this audio Bible is on a small chip, and in these special devices, the chip can be popped out and even swallowed in a flash, after which the device plays popular music. Now, you might be surprised that in some countries you can be executed for having a Bible in your possession. And it's sometimes a challenge to our own thinking to understand that much of the developing world has low levels of literacy. So an exciting invention to talk about today and our special guest over this next hour, Tom Tresseter is the inventor of the Mega Voice. Tom is a former state director of Scripture Union and later director of the Bible Society in Australia. He's also a champion rower, having won more than 30 medals across his sporting career. And as an industrial designer, God gave him a dream to invent something that didn't yet exist. Uh, Lots of things to talk about today and a special welcome to Tom Tresseter. Hello, Tom. Nice to hear from you, Neil. Very nice. Tom. to speak with your listeners. What a wonderful opportunity to talk to you and to talk about your invention today because it has taken off in a huge way right around the world. Uh, You can actually get something like, is it 1,400 hours onto a single chip that goes into your invention, the Mega Voice? (laughs) When I I started, Neil, it was 10 seconds. (laughs) And now, now it's actually 1,600 minutes. Okay, they're minutes. All right. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, 1,600 hours. Okay, 1,600 yes. Hours. What am I saying? That's right. Well, that is just a <laughs> so, huge so, capacity. You know, to give people a perspective, that's about 20, you know, good solid books or 20, 20 Bibles stacked up. Yeah, wow. All fit into Mega Voice. Okay, and when you first invented the Mega Voice, uh, people, were they, were they a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, unsure about what the applications might be and thought, well, uh, this is just a little recording device, uh, but you had other plans and you had a vision for this. Well, I, th- I thought you were going to use the word crazy or stupid or ridiculous or, I mean, to, to think, I mean, my my desire was to put the whole Bible, which is, uh, you know, 66 books and uh, thousands of pages, all onto a bit of rock. And, uh, I mean, there's nothing new in that. The Bible actually says there's nothing new under the sun. And so I've used the same material that Moses used for the first tablets of stone that he brought down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments on it. So, But it was just 10 seconds at that time in 1987. 
Okay. Now, most of the world can't read. And I wonder whether back in 87 you realised that the literacy rates around the world in developing countries in particular were so low that an audio device would be very useful. How do you reflect on those early years and, uh, you know, getting this whole invention up and going? Well, I mean, it is amazing because at that time... Um, uh, my my task in the Bible Society, of course, was to give the Bible to everybody in the world. But I became aware of two things. One was that uh, 1.3 billion people in the world cannot read. So they're illiterate. They're non-literate, if you like. And then the second thing is that we were supplying uh, a few, if I say it like that, because it really was a minuscule amount of Bibles on audio cassette, but you need an audio cassette player to play those cassettes, and you need power to to drive that audio cassette player. So I became aware of those things, and it was that that really um, burdened me, because uh, an audio cassette player in the deserts or in the tropics is. Uh, easy to get uh, vermin in and also sand and therefore break down very quickly. So that was, a, that was a real challenge to me too. And I asked the Lord if I could design a Bible that actually had no moving parts. You see, a, a Bible has over uh, 1,800 pages. I mean, it depends on the particular version, of course, but, uh, you know, so that's a lot of moving parts. So I didn't want anything with moving parts. It needed to be solid and robust and waterproof, sandproof, vermin-proof. So all those things. That was my that was my prayer, which sounds crazy, I know. <laughs> but the versatility of what you created, Tom, as I understand it, uh, there's as many as 6,400 languages uh, that have been able to be used on the mega voice. Uh, is that well, the how, how do the numbers look there? With I mean, it's hard. The mind it's mind boggling, isn't? It? Just to think of the number of language groups in tribal and and uh, and uh, you know subcultural languages around the world. Yes. Well, you you trigger off a couple of things there. One is that um, that almost daily that figure of the number of languages that have been recorded is increasing and so as we talk today i've got to say that that number has now increased to over seven thousand languages and dialects so we've got the bible or new testaments or other other scriptures and and i want to also add other life enriching messages and i can we can talk about that in a moment but all of that is in our library and and that is uh, uh, not that we've done that. We've done that in partnership with other people, like Whitcliffe Bible Translators and SIL and other churches and missions and missionaries. So they've done the work on the in the field. We've simply collated it and now make it available. And the and the wonderful thing about that is that not only is that collated in our library, but that library is now what they call up in the cloud. So it enables missionaries all around the world, churches, missions, ministries, Bible colleges, it allows them to download those messages into their computers and then into Megavoice 
anywhere in the world. Well, Tom, it is amazing. In fact, it's mind-boggling to start to get an idea just how significant the applications are here. And uh, we'll get into some more of those too. But when you first invented the Mega Voice, uh, it wasn't solar-powered at the beginning, was it? It was battery-powered, but the solar power innovation came and that makes it even more versatile. Yes, well, I mean, again, one of my prayers was that it would be powered in some way uh, without the need of a PowerPoint, because most people in the world, I almost feel like repeating that, most people in the world don't have a PowerPoint. That's staggering. So when, you know, when I look around my room here, I've got a couple of PowerPoints in in the study here, and all of us that I'm probably speaking to have got PowerPoints to plug into most people in the world don't have a PowerPoint. Mm. So I asked the Lord if we could design something that didn't require a PowerPoint. And yes, you're right. The very first models had three uh, small uh, cell batteries. Uh, not cell batteries. They were, they were just little, uh, you know, a, a centimetre diameter batteries. So that was the first one. But then... When you're out in the deserts, etc., you can't buy those. So uh, the Lord put it into my mind that we should use the sun. That's uh, S-U-N. And so, and so now is the solar-powered version of the Mega Voice, uh, is that the one that everybody wants? Yes, yes it is. Yes it is, because that means that they can listen day and night. Uh, in fact, even as we're talking now, I'm... Uh, I, you know, I'm looking at, a, at my pin board, and there's a group of uh, African women at a at a uh, clinic, uh, whatever, eight of them. And here is the Mega Voice Envoy Bible hanging from a branch in the tree. So it's being it's being powered while they listen. So it means that people can listen day and night for as long as they wish for nothing. Tom, there's, there's another dimension too which has helped the Mega Voice uh, be largely distributed and uh, you've been able to take the idea around the world uh, aided by your athletic rowing career. Now, let's come to that just uh, briefly because sometimes we don't uh, anticipate that the gifts that we have actually can be used by God in a magnificent way, but... As a rower, you have had wonderful opportunities to to travel the world, and and that's enabled you to be able to uh, to increase the versatility and the distribution of the mega voice. You you you've done a lot of homework, Neil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no secrets around this world, are there? That's right. <laughs> um, I mean, I, as I as I look again at my pinboard right at the moment, there's a photograph of a sculler. I mean, do you know what sculling is? Uh, well, I do, because uh, I think most of us who watch a bit of rowing when it comes to the Olympic Games uh, ah, will recognise, you know, sculling. Yep, okay. So I started to row when I was 13. Rowing is when you've got one oar in your hands. And when I came to know the Lord on my 15th birthday, I felt uneasy about rowing on Sunday. Hmm. That was the main training day. And... And I felt uneasy. Today I'd say I was convicted. And so I argued with the Lord about that and eventually said to him, all right, I'll stop, I'll stop rowing. That was the end of my career as a 15-year-old. Uh, and 
Then a couple of weeks later, one of the old boys in the club put me out of his own sculling boat. Two oars, you see. And when I came back, he said, how would you like it? And what he didn't know was the decision I'd made a couple of weeks earlier, nor did he know that God had given me the verse in the Bible that says, my God will supply all your needs. And my needs at that time, according to God, was a sculling boat because my training changed from four nights of the week, Saturday and Sunday, to five nights and Saturday. And it's remained that way ever since. So that, that was the first, uh, really the first major gift that God gave me financially. Now, uh, you talk about performances. Well, then the thing that I've learned, uh, well, one of the things I've learned from being a sculler and being a rower is that even if you're behind in a race, it doesn't say you've lost until the gun goes. And so there's always a chance of winning until the go, gun goes, and that's that's you know that uh, that brings out determination, stickability, and and just hanging in there, even when it looks as though you're going to lose. So I've learned a lot, um, and in fact, I was saying to somebody the other day that when I was in Sweden in 1987 in the World Masters single skulls. I was last all the way through the race, and I, I, I wondered if, I, if I'd even reached the finish. And then uh, a mate of mine at the 750-metre mark was on a pontoon on the, on the bank, and he started to call out to me, you know, come on, Tom. And that, that gave me uh, just uh, encouragement. It's a good lesson for us in the Christian life, actually. And, it is. and I went on to win another world championship life culture and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision our special guest this hour tom tresider is the inventor of the mega voice tom is also a former state director of scripture union later a director of the bible society in australia he's also a champion rower having won more than 30 gold medals in his sporting career and our talkback line is open 1-800-316-316 you might want to join in our conversation Uh, we'll take some calls in just a short while Tom uh, let me just take you back to uh, just something so so important that we've begun to talk about and that is in this area of creativity you're encouraging Christian believers to get creative in their local church, uh, whether it's in their local community or around the world, about ways to reach out and take this gospel, this good news to people who are lost. Uh, What are your thoughts on creativity and the need for more of it? I think that that we have all been blessed with creativity in in various ways, different ways. And and I, I hate it when people say no to something in other words there's always the possibility that that thought could not only trigger off something in their own minds if encouraged or it can trigger off something in my mind so you know as we think of how do we reach everyone with the good news in the world that's a good question and and we need to think we need to think freely about how god can use us um, to communicate the good news to the whole world. 
That's, that's the primary reason. We're here to glorify God. That's the Bible says that. So the best way to glorify him is to share him with others. And uh, how you will do that, you know, you may be a musician or an artist or a dancer or a, uh, or a technician, uh, or you may be a butcher and you simply make money. And But it's that money which will enable people like me to give God's word to people who otherwise would never have it. So every person has a part to play. And it's a very thrilling thing to discover uh, not only our own inspired creativity, but to also encourage it, that gift coming out of other people. Now, from time to time, we'll hear good stories of people who are innovators and they aren't interested in using their gift. And whether it's, uh, you know, going for a long walk or uh, a bike ride from one, you know, uh, from point A to point B, and it might be uh, right around the nation or uh, right around the world or could be sailing around the world. Uh, people are using their gift uh, to draw attention to a cause and uh, I imagine that some people might be thinking, uh, well, what sort of cause uh, would I support? But of course, uh, when we talk about the cause of Christ, we're talking about the we're talking about the gold medal cause here, aren't we? Yes, we are. And uh, you know, uh, Doctor De Bono, see the see the the challenge is how do we share the good news with the whole world, with everyone in the world? We we long that they that they discover the Lord Jesus, fall into his arms, and therefore turn their back on Satan and hell. Now, how do we do that? And the wonderful thing is that God has, God has gifted us all. And we will, uh, we will do that in ways that perhaps we've never thought possible before. Uh, as we... As we're encouraged, uh, you know, as you were speaking earlier, Neil, I was just thinking of the number of people that have been encouraging to me. And when I spoke on radio some years ago, like about 1983, if I remember rightly, one of my skiing friends, he heard me speaking. He was inspired. He was a cyclist. He came to me and said, Tom, I like, I like riding a push bike. Uh, can you give me a project and I'll raise some sponsorship? So that was Bob Forrest. And Bob uh, uh, Bob then organized to, to ride to Melbourne and came back and gave me $10,000. And then the next year he came back and said, we're going to ride to Adelaide and 32 of us are going to ride. And he came back and gave me, uh, I don't know, from memory, $40,000. And so it went on from there. So that Bike for Bibles was a way that people could use their muscle and their time and uh, raise money. And it's meant that when I left the chair at Bible Society, we knew that uh, Bike for Bibles at that time had raised over $15 million for Bibles. Now, that was simply by riding a bike, if you like. I mean, there was more to it than that, but... 
It was but just, it's uh, innovative and it's creative. And, exactly. uh, and the invitation there for listeners, 1-800-316-316, your opportunity to interact today with Tom Treseder and talking about his invention, the Mega Voice, but a little deeper than that when it comes to ideas of creativity and innovation. Let's take a call from Ursula, who is in Maruya in New South Wales. Hello, Ursula. Welcome along. Oh, good morning. Look, I'm sorry I don't have any creative bright ideas at the moment, but uh, I just wanted to thank Tom from Australia for the Mega Voice Bible because I use it. And uh, I'm blind and I've used other audio Bibles. I mean, I've had discs, I've had cassettes. I've had the Roadrunner Bible that came out back in 2003, which is very, very hard to use, very expensive. And this one is just fantastic. I just love it. Well, Tom, your thoughts for Ursula? Well, that's wonderful, Ursula. Lovely to hear your voice again after all these years and to know that, uh, that uh, God is blessing you as you hear his word. And, you know, even as you speak, and you speak so clearly and beautifully, you know, I think of that verse in Daniel 10 and 9, then I heard the sound of his words. Then I heard the sound of his words. Daniel 10 and 9. And you know, when you can't see those words, you're hearing them straight from the Lord himself. Ursula from Maria. Any, Ursula, any further thoughts? Just No, I just wanted to thank him for that verse because uh, so many times it's visual things that, you know, we get uh, inspired with, um, and I still do because I'm a visual person in spite of, you know, that I can't see, but... Um, you know, so it's good to it's good to hear that the the ear gate is also used for for the gospel. I mean, faith comes by hearing, so that's great. Ursula, wonderful to hear from you. Thank you so much for your call. One eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. If you'd like to join in our conversation, uh, if you have a question or a thought you'd like to offer, uh, you can also use our Facebook, facebook dot com forward slash Vision Radio. Take us back to some early days here, Tom, and this oh. idea of recognizing that you're putting your faith in Christ and the sorts of pressures that you were facing. And I've got to just say here uh, that when we talk to you today, now you can correct me if I'm wrong, you're 85 years of age. Is that the case? Oh, no, no, no. I'm much younger than that. <laughs> I'm not 85 till the 9th of July. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm aging you prematurely here. But take us back to like early days of recognizing that you do have gifts, that you've put your faith in Christ. But the idea that putting your faith in Christ is somehow or other going to take the fun out of life, to take the creativity away. But you've found the opposite is true. Yes, it was actually something which uh, which held me back for a couple of years. In our church, there was a split. There were people who were Bible bashers, or we'd call them Christians, but but uh, I was able to watch them, and I saw that they had something I didn't have, and I thought that I'd get what they had if I became a champion in sport, and be and be popular with girls. And and it just didn't work. The more I got, the more I wanted. And that's the case with all people. Um, and, then, and then I was scared that he'd take all the fun out of life. Now, of course, that's, a, that's a, a blatant lie, and it comes from Satan himself, because Jesus said, if you've got me, you've got life. If you haven't got me, you haven't got life. So to think that any of us will lose anything 
of worth by putting our trust in Christ is, is, a, is a lie. The alternative is, you know, it's 180 degrees in the opposite direction because God knows us, he knows how he's made us, and he will bring out of us those gifts and qualities and personalities that he's placed within us. So we'll actually become a, a more attractive person to him because he lives within us. And so when we go around living today, knowing him, other people are watching us, no matter what we're doing, whether we're rowing or whether we're in college and studying or whatever we're doing. People are actually seeing Jesus in us. But let me come back to just how dangerous it is in some countries around the world. And this idea of swallowing the chip if needed, uh, you've obviously heard stories of this happening. It is dangerous in some parts of the world to be in the possession of a Bible. And so uh, you do go in some way to alleviating that, uh, that dreadful necessity. Um, it's, a good, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good point that you make. Uh, you know, just uh, helping save people's lives that love the Lord and, and the sole reason that they would be in trouble is because they actually hold the scriptures in their hands. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I didn't realize uh, back there in 1988 uh, when the Lord gave me Mega Voice um, was that being in audio form, it's not, a competi- not seen as a competitive book. So there are many countries where it's actually accepted because it's not a competitive book to the Quran. Hmm. And, and, of course, it's not a competitive book to the Quran in any case, but uh, some people see it as such. But being in audio form, that in itself uh, makes it acceptable uh, in some, some situations in some countries. However, having just said that, there are certainly countries that don't want uh, anything to do with Christianity to be broadcast, whether it be by, by your wonderful radio or any other radio, or in any form. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think that's a very important point to make, that God has given to us a new way of communicating his love, almost as if he was standing in people's homes. Now, can I give you just one, one example of that? that we're, we're working in, in North Kenya right now. Mm. There is a, a couple of Anglican uh, people, a couple there that live in the desert amongst a tribe up there, uh, Muslims uh, 99.5% or 9%. And uh, the, the Muslim leader up there has said to them, look, Islam is just not giving us what we need. We've got no assurance of salvation, uh, of eternity, and we're working hard, but it's just not working. So will you come and tell us about Jesus? So there's your oral. These people are illiterate, and as you say, in this particular case, they are 100% illiterate. So, so this missionary was invited by the tribal leader to come and tell the people about Jesus, and as a result of that, 63 families have given their lives to Jesus. And, and now they are able to hear the scriptures on Mega Voice 
uh, because uh, we have messages in their language. So these people are being built up. They're coming to grow as disciples of Jesus. And the wonderful thing about this, Neil, is that now other people are seeing that they have something that they don't have. Other Muslim people. And they're saying, we want, we want this Jesus. And we want to hear about him. And so uh, we, have a, we have a great demand at the moment for hundreds, to send hundreds more Mega Lewis Bibles to this particular tribe in the north of Kenya. So it encourages, it encourages and uh, empowers missionaries and therefore the villages that they might reach, the tribal groups that they might reach, those who are hungry for uh, some truth about the Word of God. It almost enables people to become like undercover agents because when the Bible is outlawed and when it is uh, sometimes an executable offence to be in possession of uh, some different scriptures, uh, yes. you actually, you're empowering people, Tom. Exactly. And these people, you see, even uh, the, the people in all these countries that we're talking about, all Middle Eastern countries and places where Islam is dominant, these people can actually listen privately with an earbud or they can listen in their homes, or uh, I know of people in uh, some closed countries that they actually just drive out into the desert and they meet together and uh, listen to God's Word in their own language uh, with no fear of uh, others coming because they see if anyone comes, they see them coming across the desert. So people will do anything to learn about the Lord Jesus. It's not talking about religion. It's knowing the Son of God, and they want to know him, and they want what he has to offer, the salvation that they long for is in him. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316, or you can leave a message on facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Let's hear from Russell in Slacks Creek in Queensland. Hello, Russell. Welcome along. Hello. How are you, Look, I want to thank you for what you're doing. I really, really pray that God bless you because when I got born again, I couldn't read and write. It's picked up. But you, you don't realise the impact you've got on that person because what I looked at in Romans ten seventeen, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You go to John fourteen twenty six, the helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit will bring all things into remembrance what I took you in Christ Jesus. You've got the word in you. I've got it on tape and CD. You've got the word in you. It comes out of you. And I marvel what comes out of me through tapes and CDs. Because you go to Ephesians 6.17, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And it just flows out. And I really thank God that You've got this ministry, and you're reaching out to millions, most probably trillions of people throughout the world, and you're really, really blessing them and giving them eternal life. I thank you, all well, of you, and God bless you. Russell, that's good very, thoughts. Your thoughts, Tom? Very, very kind of you, Russell. And and the thing, I mean, Neil and I will bring this out at some point, and that is if, if Nehemiah were here in this conversation, you know, he he would be saying... God put it into my heart. And it's important for us to recognize that what we're talking about is a gift from God. 
and it's a gift for some reason. God has given it to us at this point in history. He's given us his word in a form that everyone can hear. And that, you know, I wrote down this morning that, you know, that, that this, this is a miracle of God, that he's given us his word so that everyone, no matter where they are, and when I say everyone, I'm thinking also of all the languages, and I don't have a figure to give you, but it's over a thousand languages still have no written language. So when you talk about you in the past not being able to read, um, uh, there are people that would love to read, but their language is not in written form. So these people, even these people can hear the Word of God when it's been read to them. So, you know, we're, we're living at exciting times. He's given us uh, His Word to reach everyone. Russell from Slacks Creek, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in our conversation. Some thoughts running through my mind as we're unpacking this part of our conversation here, Tom. Uh, First century Christians, when Jesus was walking the streets of Jerusalem, there was a significant level of illiteracy then. Uh, Then, of course, uh, we have this tremendous rise in literacy that came really hand-in-hand with the missionary movement. And uh, those missionaries who were translating the scriptures into people's languages, people then had a educational enterprise uh, to be able to teach on the Word of God, and people became literate. And, of course, that increased technology and all sorts of wonderful things that have come with the missionary movement. Here we are in the 21st century, and you've got an invention that reaches out to those who are illiterate. It sounds a little bit uh, strange for some, but what a wonderful, wonderful thing to pursue, reaching out to those who cannot read. Yes, and I want to, uh, we, we touched on that earlier, and, I, and I'm going to repeat it again, that 1.3 billion people in the world are illiterate. But on top of that, you've got, you've got uh, over 400 million 400 million people who are blind. You've got people who are sick, people who have leprosy and can't turn the pages of a book. So you've got a whole mass of of humanity that make up what we understand to be in the order of 70% of the world either cannot read or do not read or will not read. So when I speak at men's uh, dinners or you know, couples' nights and that sort of thing, I always have people come to me, executives in in the business world, come to me and say, actually, Tom, I don't read. I read my business papers, but I don't read anything of significance. And uh, it's almost as though they are ashamed of that, but that's the way our world is today, that we receive so much information through television, through radio, uh, and other oral means, so that you know, it's not just it's not just the people in Chad or in Malagasy or somewhere that don't read. It's actually people, you know, that are listening to my voice now. And we're taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call from Tasmania. Penny is on the line. Hello, Penny. Welcome Hello, along. Hello, Hello, Tom. Great to How hear from you, you, Penny. Very well. What are your thoughts? Oh, uh, I, I, I've been listening to people say thank you and I want to thank you. You've been, 
encouraged me so much because of uh, a project I've been doing and I've been a bit disillusioned with it. And now you've helped me to see that um, I can actually be with the fellows that I'm doing this project with when he wears my my work on a shirt when he goes out street preaching and that is so wonderful and also um um i don't i love to read and i miss reading so much because my vision is is um deserting me <laughs> um and it's progressive how yes. can can I get hold of one of these um, devices and how much are they? Okay, that's a good question, Penny. Uh, how do you get a hold of a mega voice and what do they cost, Tom? Yes, uh, well, let me let me uh, say that if you if you're buying one, then you would buy that somewhere uh, from us here in Australia, and we would get it to you. We would post it to you, and it will be in the order of seventy dollars for a whole for a whole Bible. Um, if if you speak some other language, again, uh, we can meet that uh, that 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 demand. That's at the moment. We're working on that to ensure that we lower the price here in Australia. So we're working at that. But I wanted to also say to you, Penny, that. We uh, work uh, in close cooperation with Vision Australia, and we are uh, we will have a new Mega Voice, uh, what we call the Envoy Connect. We'll have that coming out uh, in a matter of a month uh, for people here in Australia. Uh, it's a very simple, uh, uh, only a few uh, controls, so we've made it. Very, very um, user-friendly for people who are vision-impaired. Okay, well, thank you so much to Penny from Tasmania. And let me just, uh, one little clarification here, that Vision Australia is separate uh, to Vision Christian Radio. Uh, sometimes there is a little bit of confusing in there, just to bring that clarification. Let me just ask you, though, because Penny, who mentioned that she was inspired on a project of her own, this idea of perseverance being essential to successful creativity, uh, Tom, this is one of those things I know you can reflect on very strongly, very powerfully, when you uh, have an, an innovation, an invention, that there was no such thing as the thing you invented uh, before you invented it. Uh, yes. Let's talk about this issue of perseverance, because sometimes we think, unless we get it instantly and can have it out tomorrow, that sometimes uh, we're not going to even bother. Uh, what are your thoughts on persevering? Yes, I uh, when when the Lord put it into my heart, uh, I I was um, uh, at that time when I'd speak uh, for the Bible Society in churches, I would have the gospel recordings hand cranked cassette player, and I would demonstrate that, and and then we found that people in Africa and other countries were playing over the Bible on cassette and wiping it out and then putting popular music on and selling those cassettes for profit. So 
our donors' money was being wasted by those cassettes that we were providing. So, it, you know, that is one of the reasons that I asked the Lord if we could design something where the message would be secure. And, and of course, Mega Voice is the result of that. Now, uh, those... Those early days of cassettes and records were an important step in triggering off in my mind that there must be something better. So that's the first thought, thinking of something that was better. And then I started to dream and I was inspired by talking dolls and Mazda cars as they shut the door. And I thought if you can store a 10-second message on a bit of rock called silicon then why don't I put two bits of rock together and get 20 seconds, put three together and get 30 seconds. So it was from that early beginning, Neil, that Mega Voice, we developed it further and the Lord led me to a, to a, a brilliant uh, Christian um, uh, engineer on the shores of the Sea of Galilee in Israel. And together we then, uh, he, he, he said to me, Tom, it hasn't been done before, but it's possible. So there's your possibility, if you like. And we then got five minutes and then 15 minutes and then an hour. And now, as we said earlier, 1,600 hours and more. So that has been, you know, it's been a gradual process. But, but I'm thankful for those who encourage me. I'm... I'm sorry. I'm sorry that there were those people who knocked me and said it wasn't possible. They came up with lots of reasons, and they still do. You know, invariably, when, we, when I'm speaking about Megavoice, someone will say, but everyone's got a smartphone today. That's a pack of poppycock. Most people don't even have a PowerPoint, let alone a smartphone, and they can't afford it. So, you know, people will find lots of negative things to say. And sadly, we Christians get trapped in saying that. And I don't believe that those negative things come from God. They come from someone else who smells of smoke. Okay, well, time is running out in our conversation. Let's take another quick call. Shelby is in Brisbane. Hello, Shelby. Welcome along. Hey, yes, Neil. Tom. Hey, Tom, I have one question. Isn't it somewhere in the scripture um, where um, um, some of the predictions in the in the Bible from the biblical time talks about the technology of today, and uh, you know it you know it forecast prophesies about the technology and some of the technologies that we have today. I'm not saying that this one probably is one of the ones that's been predicted in the prophecies, but isn't there somewhere? Have I heard it on your show even, Neil? Um, somewhere along the line. I've got it at home. I know I've got it filed somewhere, but I'm, I'm not at home at the moment. Uh, well, interesting one there, Shelby, and I'll get a thought from Tom. Uh, I'm not sure what conversation you might be referring to, but oftentimes when we talk about a biblical prophecy, even last days, clearly the way those things are described in the Scriptures might certainly point to a rise in technology. There is one sort of issue that people say with the rise of technology, isn't that going to mean the demise of all religion? Well, of course, that's ridiculous because we who are Christians have the same technology and we're using it to those sorts of benefits but uh, a thought or two from tom 
Um, I was very privileged, Neil, to be invited to the World Congress on uh, the, the, the 1974 Congress on World Evangelization in Lausanne, Switzerland. Wow. And at that conference, the theme of the conference was let the whole world hear his voice. Now, uh, Selby has asked whether that comes from the Bible. Then, then, you know, it doesn't come from the Bible. That was the theme of the conference. But on the other hand, there are verses like uh, that. That the verse that says Jesus said, "If you shut up, shut up my disciples, even the stones will cry out." So you see, I've used a stone to store the Bible on, called silicon. It's the second most prolific element in the world. So, you know, God has... Uh, uh, he, he, throughout the Bible, there are verses that, that are like that, where we will use examples and we'll use models and we'll use materials that God has uh, used before. When, you know, when Nehemiah built the city wall, rebuilt the city wall of Jerusalem. Uh, he was using the technologies that were available to him at the time, whether it be the wood craftsmen or the stonemasons, and we have to do exactly the same. Ask God. If God lays on your heart some particular burden, then ask him to show you how to meet that need. Thank you so much to Shelby from Brisbane and we have run out of time for our conversation. I do want to point people to the website where you can see some more about the mega voice. Tom Tresseder has been our guest over this past hour. He is the inventor of the mega voice. It's been a tremendous privilege today. Uh, Tom, it's 84 years of age and almost 85 and having had a wonderful career too in serving the Lord with your whole heart as a state director of Scripture Union, a later director of the Bible Society in Australia, a wonderful sporting career that was parallel to a lot of all of that, a champion rower having won more than 30 World Masters gold medals across your career and as an industrial designer and uh, going forward and using that gift that God had given to you uh, to invent something that at the time did not exist. Uh, let me point people to the website, megavoice.com, megavoice.com. Uh, it's an inspirational invention. It's an inspirational conversation. And Tom Tresseter, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and share your heart with our listeners today on 2020. It's been wonderful to be with you, Neil, and with your listeners. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.